Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. You graduate. Mm-hmm. Do you go to Brit? Like, how do you get to Britain? Um, how do you get to the UK? So I had a perfect. This is gonna sound like um, a name drop, but you'll have to like. I'm sorry, but one of my professors was is is this incredible novelist Zadie Smith. She's at NYU. She's a great no right. no not Zadie. No, you think, but she's you know a. Uh, African British woman. She's same thing. She wrote, she wrote a book called White Teeth that oh, yeah. when I was in in high school I loved and uh, and I was so excited to have her as a professor and it was my first semester of senior year and she went Have you studied abroad? And I said No and she went You know you should go abroad. You should really study abroad. And so and and she says You know I know you're interested in comedy because I was doing check spots at right. like, various places and I was you know right. would would get her tickets to to shows and shit right. Um, she said, my brother is a comedian and he can take you around if you go out there. And her brother's this comic, Ben Smith, who goes by the name Doc Brown. And, uh, and so I'm out in England doing my last semester abroad, which you're not technically allowed to do, but college you can get away with anything. Right. And, um, and I start getting shown around and these comics, they're really like, different and weird and like some of them suck like there's a lot of bad oh, place i know i fucking know i bombed there the first time i was there oh but you know they're common they also like i went to do like one of these friendly alternative warm huggy shows that this woman josie long hosted really smart comic and i go up there and i just do my club material and i do well and i come off stage and josie very kindly was like hey just so you know um that was that was not good. So why don't you come back next week? And, Who or the next fuck month? says that? Well, she was trying to be right. nice, and the material was just like a bit. Bo- like I was still, you know, when you're underdeveloped as a comic, you're like 
you could still kill, but it wasn't right. the quality yeah, of the yeah, material yeah, yeah. is not great. Yeah. And so I wrote new material and I came back. Everything good that's ever happened is someone smarter than me going, hey, why don't you write a little bit and come and do a thing? Right. So like, uh, so like I really loved her for that. And I fell into the scene there really hard. And because no one had seen me before, and it wasn't like New York where everyone had watched to, me. Right, right, right. Everyone's like, who the fuck is this, is this guy? Right. And then I kept coming back and then I put an hour together. And then, so I sort of uh, broke there in 2014 where people were just like, there's this guy doing hours and he's like an American comic, but he likes British stuff. And so right. like that sort of, uh, that sort of helped because in New York, I was still like trying to do, you know, sets at various clubs and still, you know, trying to get past. But I was thinking like, I'm better than this. And in England, right. everyone's doing hours. So I just put an right. hour together and I worked on nothing but the hour for like a year, like nothing. Like I'd book small shows in, in like little bars in England. Just to try out material. Just to run this hour. Like, cause in England, they're used to that. They have something called a preview season where comics in the, in the summer months that lead up to the Edinburgh festival, people need places to practice their hour long solo shows. So there are like, not kidding, 600 or so venues that have Edinburgh previews. So you could do, I did 62, I I did 62 hour long previews before I did my first show. I have never been to the Edinburgh festival. Mm, You'd love it. I I think you would love it. Well, you love theater so much, Judy. You do, you you know, solo shows are, you were one of the, you were one of the first American comics who I saw do a solo show. Like there were, and I I went to go see, I always love solo shows. I saw some good ones. I saw some really bad ones. I saw something called like The Caveman or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, I get it, but it's not for me. But right. you know who I, I would, and also you'd fall in and out of love with things. Like, I don't know if you remember, but like Chris Titus was always doing solo yeah. show type material. And I really liked it. Yeah. So like, I liked solo shows. I like Birbiglia a lot. You know, like yeah. that's sort of my, I mean, like that's sort of my thing in terms of like, uh, yeah, it's what I've always loved. So I think right. you would love Edinburgh because you love solo shows. Right. Oh God, I got to fucking go there. Okay. I want to talk about one of my favorite topics. Sure. Anti-Semitism. Now, oh my God. I can talk about this ad nauseum, but we, you know, we don't, we don't have a week and a half. So hmm. you did your show, Millennial. You did another show after that. I did a show called Everything Handed to Everything, You after that. Yeah, which was, okay. Yeah. Amazing. But I am... Fascinated. First of all, I have to say, what, but your show just just for us is yeah. fascinating. All right. So before we get to the premise of that show, I think one of the most perfect jokes. I, I, I mean, it is a brill. It is beyond brilliant. And I believe you can joke about the Holocaust because you know what we have been brought up with the Holocaust. I mean, that's our identity, okay? The joke that Ricky Gervais Oh, my repeated, God. Oh, my God. How do you, you know that I, so... Uh, it is... Wow. So the, my favorite, it's my favorite joke. It's my favorite joke. It's fucking, I, can you tell everyone, this is the most, I don't care where you are and how fucking sensitive you are. This is, this is... Like my, one of my favorite, my favorite joke of mine, I think would be my Anne Frank joke about sure. how we, you know, we were going to get caught because my mother can't keep her mouth shut. You know, we're all going to die because you <laughs> I know, I love that. I love yeah, that joke. You couldn't, you can wash a goddamn their hair. All right, so, Fine, so th- can you do this? Can you please tell this joke? Because it is. So I read this in an academic paper from like the 70s. And I was mm-hmm. like, do people know this joke? And I was trying to, and I was telling people, you know, and no comic had heard it, but it's um, okay. So this guy dies and he goes to heaven and you can dress this joke up however you want, but this guy dies and he goes to heaven and he meets God. And he's like, Oh God, such a fan. And God's like, Oh yeah, thanks man. Like he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, planet earth. What a masterpiece. He's like, Oh yeah, no, great, great. And so they're talking and the conversation kind of stalls. And the guy says, God, uh, do you want to hear a joke? And God's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I love jokes. And the guy tells God a Holocaust joke. And God goes, you know, I've got to tell you, uh, 
I don't find that joke funny at all. And the guy goes, well, I guess you had to be there, huh? Oh, the best. It's the I best joke. You had, had to, be, to there. be there. I mean, some, and sometimes they tell that people and there's nothing. And sometimes they it, tell people and they crack up. And sometimes they tell people, and most of the time, smart people go, oh my God. The and best. Like, it's perfect. It's like it a puzzle a piece that fits. Perfect joke. I it's read like that. Putting, it's like putting the last puzzle piece, a 10,000 piece puzzle. Right. It fits. It's perfect. It's so satisfying. It addresses the thing. It goes right at the issue. It doesn't, it's a novel. It's the greatest joke ever. I'm not kidding. It is so, I was blown. I'm like, oh my God. I told Gervais, I told Gervais that joke when I was opening for him. And he was just like, man, that is, that is an incredible joke. And then he told it to Seinfeld on comedians and cars getting coffee. And Seinfeld was like, holy shit. I mean, And it was amazing because Seinfeld, when I was a kid, Seinfeld meant everything to ev- everything Why? to me. Why? He's a white Jewish guy. That's so weird. <laughs> right, go ahead. Yeah. Because when I was, I, I've avoided meeting him so many times. Seinfeld, if, if he was at the cellar, he, I'd walk the other way. You know, I just right. don't That's like to... me and Barbara Streisand. Like, I don't. Yeah, I can imagine. I was at a party with her and at, at my, it was a, an Obama don't you think she would have just gone, Judy Gold, hi. Like, don't yeah, you think? I just, I can, and, and uh, my friend's like, this is Judy Gold, uh, very funny. Oh, hey. And I was like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Please no, don't, no. don't say anything I don't like. Or, yeah, you know. we dare not, we dare not touch the sun. Yeah. But, you know, like, but yeah, that joke is a perfect joke. The joke is, the joke's incredible. It's, um. Okay. So yeah. you decide you're going to go to a meeting of neo-Nazis. Now, first yeah. of all, the fact that they didn't look at that fucking face. Yeah, the shy. <laughs> okay, so you, where did you find out about this meeting? Like what? Okay. So I have this, I keep this list on Twitter of anyone who ever tweets anything anti-Semitic at me. I put them on this list called the Jewish National Fund Contributors. And it's funny just because, you know, <gasps> I get a lot of tweets yeah. from Nazis going, take me off your list. I've never contributed to the Jewish national fund. Right, and right. I always write back like, you know, there's still time. And so <laughs> it's, I'm, 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 and I like to surf the list because look, we, we only go on Twitter for two reasons, right? First reason we go on Twitter is to see something funny or say something funny. But the second reason is to, you know, see stuff to make us angry. Right. So I have this one stop shop for whatever, racists and anti-Semites are saying, because I have a list of like 300 of the worst people God has ever created. Like they're right. terrible people. Right. And so I'm, I'm surfing this list and I see this tweet from an account with like, not kidding, like 60 followers. And the account says, hey, if you're not ashamed of your whiteness or you want to know more about your whiteness, something with the word whiteness in it, and whiteness was hashtag. Right. If you want something with your whiteness, come to, and then he had typed an address with like no zip code, but I typed it into Google and I was like, this is in you know, Long Island City, Queens. And so I go, it's, you know, and it's like tomorrow night at 9.15 or tomorrow night at nine. It was like on the later side. Right. And I texted one of my best friends, David Burstein, not Bernstein, different guy. Okay. One of my best friends. I went, David, do you want to come with me to this uh, meeting? of neo-Nazis. And he was like, I am not doing that. And he's like, why are you going to a meeting of neo-Nazis? And I was like, I want to see, you know, what they're saying in real life. And also like, you know, there's sort of like dog days of winter. Like it's, it was where like stand up on, on the road isn't like really happening. And like right, right, it, right, for right. me, I, I just didn't have a lot of work. And so I went and I sat there for like I, you, you know. walk it like what is the build? I need to know. So the, the building. building's an apartment building. It's like a okay. it's like a decent apartment building with one. And there's no like second door buzzer. Like it's a regular. Okay. It's it's almost like a brownstone, but not nice. Okay. And like and you walk in. I walk in. It's on the third floor. Okay. And I Who go up. Who greets you? Who greets you? Old woman, like very old woman, sitting there. She's the oldest in the room by like far. She's like you know sixties something like that. 
and seventies, maybe. Like she, and the thing is, she could have been younger, but she doesn't look good. She looks old, right? Right. And well, like, hate does that to you. Okay. Yeah. So you walk you in. know, it dries up your fit. It dries yeah. your skin, and and makes um, it orange. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and I sit. I sit down, and or there, I walk in, and there's like tables. There's like a table of like refreshments. There are like you know, cookies and stuff. And I kept looking for like something that would be an ironic detail. Yeah. I kept looking for like a bagel or like an Entenmann's box, but it's like pretty down the middle. It's like shitty cookies and stuff. Okay. And I'm, and I have a couple of cookies and I have a half glass of like orange juice and I start to try to like kibitz with a couple of the people. And like, you know, the funny thing is most of them seem like reasonable and in like before you talk about anything, like I'm, I'm shocked. Everyone looks like pretty normal. And there's one guy with glasses and a beard and a couple of tattoos. And I'm like, you look the most like the role. But what? So they were wearing like regular, like had they come from work? Regu- regular clothes. One guy taught computer science at a high school. And I was like, there's a fucking, you know. Okay. And by the way, they wouldn't love being called neo-Nazis. They'd be like, we're white national, you know, like right, they're right, right. people- People interested in their whiteness. Okay. So, like, the funny thing is there is a, you know, there is a total, you know, aspect of, of, of it where, like, you could make a good argument that I belong there. Because I'm like, you know, I am a white person. I'm interested in, t- in interrogating my own whiteness and, like, coming to reckon with my own, like, white privilege or whatever. Was it all men besides no. the woman? No. 12 men, five women. And they were, I know, I know. Oh. And everyone was, like... Everyone was white, but like it was a thing, and not just white, like goyish. Like everyone was not. I didn't wasn't like you guys are goyish because it was right. really. But everyone there had like a real uh, sense that that they were superior. Like, well, no, but there was they, they. To me, I thought, oh, these people project a sort of nebulous whiteness that is hard to defined but like it's a real arms crossed energy where like just being hispanic or or something would be like perceived as an offense in this room like you got a sense that everyone was aggressively white even if they weren't just like screaming white power and were you like paranoid oh my god i'm gonna say something yiddish i'm gonna i genuinely thought like well what if i you know drop like uh, as soon as I walked in, I want like as soon as people started talking, there is an impulse in me like I'd be a terrible undercover cop because right. my impulse is I wanted to say like as a Jew just <laughs> yeah, to yeah. see everyone go like right. wait what yeah but like I didn't no one there I didn't do it I kept like re- repressing the urge I was like talking right away also like in the show one of the few things that I exaggerate is that like oh, I didn't talk for a while I talked like from the jump and they're not all fans of Trump by the way like there are a lot of them who think Trump is like too Jewish and then there were other people who were like he's not he's 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 not anti-semitic enough and I wanted to be like I'd love to bring you to the Upper East Side I know right wait to them he's a Jew right so does someone lead the conversation yes there's a guy in the. There's a guy in the middle. He gave his name as Floor F L O R. He was like, uh, he's like, he he sort of leads a the conversation. They talk a lot about stuff that means nothing to me for a while. Like they talked about, they talked about like, I guess there was a trial going on where some of the Proud Boys, which is like another white nationalist group, yeah. they were they were maybe some of them. There were five of them who have been maybe arrested, and so like they talked about like inter. They talked about like intra-denominational right stuff for a bit and then they sort of got into like political issues and some of them mentioned like a white person who had been murdered by uh the police and they were like they killed him for being white and i was like mm, that's a real I was <laughs> yeah like, that's a that story. seems like yeah. a fucking you know if cops yeah. were murdering people for being white then you know the mother yeah. load like uh, but it yeah. was a very it was a very tough uh it was a very tough meeting to to sit through now then, at the end of the meeting did they ask you for your number or sign up or? Um, I don't want to give away the show, but I didn't make it all the way through without being outed as a Jew. Cause eventually okay. someone's like, dude, you're like clearly Jewish. Like this one guy, he had pegged me from the fucking second I walked in. Like I was talking to him and he's giving me a look like, 
are you serious right now? Like, he was like, hey, and he said it. He was like, I'm sorry, but like, are you, just by any chance, are you Jewish? And I was like, yeah, I'm Jewish. And he was like, are you, you know, are you serious? Like, and then the conversation was all about me being Jewish. And there was actually, like, I was a little tiny bit excited because I was like, no, sick, everyone's talking about me. You know, like it was, there was like a sense of drama. And then one guy started getting like really upset. And I think it's because he had said some like personal information in the thing. And all these people live in fear of being like outed and canceled. Right, right, right. All of them. To the extent that one guy, I asked him for his name and he was like, we don't give real names to first time visitors. Oh my God. Like he was really like suspicious of me. And there were some people who were like, and then, and then the guy running the meeting was like, okay, well like, let's get him out of here and we can talk about this. But like, and I was like, you know, I think I should be able to stay and have this conversation. Right. And he was like, no, no, I, cause I think he was worried that other people would uh, try to violence me. Right, right. And he was like, I just so, don't want that in my apartment. And so, yeah, that was the, that's the Did thing. you feel like, oh my God, oh my God, my, oh my God. Like, was your heart beating out of your chest? Like, not, not really, because I think, and I get into this in the show, but because I think that there was a big part of me that I was like, I can turn this shit around. Right, you know? right, right, right. I was like, they're just Nazis because they haven't met David Yosef Shimon, yeah. uh, Alexander Edelman yet. Like, right. they, I thought that there was a big, part because you you never think that when you go into an argument with a trump person it takes 20 minutes before you're like oh right i'm not gonna change them right but i was sitting there and all that stuff and i was like there was a part of me that i was like you're blaming jews for problems that are so systemic and ingrained in american culture and government that you can't possibly pin it on like one group of people right right this is and, and so I was like, I will eventually get around to saying this. And like the problems are systemic as opposed to, you know, the idea that Jews are organized in some fashion makes me like, oh my thing God, I just don't I get it. I was like, you can't even get Jews on the board of a synagogue to agree I, on something. I know. You're get, if, if Jews were in charge of world domination, there'd be like a million different opinions of how the world should go and where the world should go. And like, there'd be Jews who are advocating for fascism, like Stephen Miller. They're just like- uh-huh. I hate him. Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it and so that's a little caffeinated so i enjoy that because i needed it today and you know it's getting warmer out and what does that mean summer oh god please come it can't come soon enough and that means you have to hydrate and that's what liquid iv does it hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes vitamins and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them. And they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at 
liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. So there was a parent in Ben's, was it Henry's or Ben's? Public school, Upper West Side. The guy lives on the Upper West Side. Jewish or no? No. No. And he is a Holocaust revisionist. This is what people spend their life. So he's saying not, it, all right, it might have happened, but it didn't happen the way you say, okay? So he- Yeah, they only killed 5,999,000, right. you right. know, like that. that. Exactly. So he's a parent at the school. I guess he was sending an email to his follower people and it went to the entire PTA at the school. He put oh. it on the wrong- So this guy is outed as a fucking, he lives on the Upper West Side. Like, if you're going to be a Holocaust revisionist, like, live in North Dakota. Live in West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Upper West Side. And he kept trying to engage me. I'm like, no. So here's my question. Number one, I mean, I don't engage with those people. I mean, do you think it's better to engage or not. That's question number one. And number two is, and I'm tackling this issue in my act a little bit about Jews who like Trump. Like, I can't, oh, he's good for the Jews. He's the worst fucking thing for the Jews. Stephen fucking Miller, Mnuchin, Kushner, Ivan Hunt, you know, all of them. They're fucking, you know. What do you say, if anything? Like, do you have an argument for Jews who like them. engaging with them? Well, I mean, is it worth, I can't engage with the people who are, you know, that they spend their life trying to deny something that, and then, but then on the other hand, it's the Jews who, who defend Trump. Like I can't. Okay. Here's my question. Here's my question for you. Is your objection to engaging with them ethical or is it practical? Is it ethic? Is there? Is, do you not want to engage with them because ethically you should give those ideas no quarter, or is it because you think there's no point? I think it's both. Okay, so I think uh, ethically giving those ideas no quarter is risky because all of the stuff in that meeting. The only reason, the only good actual thing that I came away from that understanding is all this comes from a place of fear and right. a lack of identity. Like Judaism, I said to my dad, I was like, what would I be like if I wasn't a Jew? Do you ever think what would I be like? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, what would Dumbo be like if he wasn't an elephant? He's right. like, it's a totally, it, I am what I am. So I like, am what I am and what I have. Okay. Sorry. And so, like, for Jews, we have that. And for white people, certain white people, they feel a loss of identity that is profound. And there's a lot of fear there, and there's some hatred there sometimes. And because of it, they vote for Donald Trump, or they vote for someone who speaks to their white What identity. is the identity? Like, I'm sorry you're not ethnic. There's no identity. There's right, none. so too bad. Well, sorry. the identity is American, and they feel disrespected as Americans in this moment right. because they view something that questions, uh, you know, America as a personal affront, right? They view it as an actual assault on their values and assault on the symbols that they hold dear. Like if you have nothing other than the American flag as your symbol, then some, then, you know, a black person kneeling at the national anthem or not standing for the flag, they're like, so they feel, they feel like a very real anger and loss of identity. And like, there has to be a way to address the things that they're really upset about without you know, um, and, and the question is, do you do that in a practical way or do you do that in a conversational way? And well, so it's I hard to figure it out. Have a conversation with them. That, okay. But then, on the other hand, you have Jews mm-hmm. who support that racist fucking piece of shit. Yeah, what do you say? and I can't talk to like I can't. What, I, what do you? But say that's because that? all they care about. Like, let's be real here. Like, let's be on. Like, this will maybe get me. It, in trouble with some of those Jews, but like the reason is because they only care about Israel. Israel they only and care their money. They I so I don't so everyone I know who's rapidly pro Trump yeah. is because they love him because of Israel. Right. And they want the they're like the Republicans are so much better for Israel. And like frankly, the US has been like really friendly to Israel. Right. 
for a long time, like Obama, they're like, right. oh, Obama, he was ho- so horrible for Israel. I'm like, what happened to Israel right. while Obama was president? Right, exactly. Israel's right. fine. And so, like, I don't, like, what, there are a billion dollars uh, of arms imports to Israel as opposed to, you know, $900 million. Right. Like, there's, those those Jews have one thing on their mind, and it's Israel. And it's hard to, it's hard to reach them. Like, it's I know, really hard but it's like you live in America. You live in America and he's a fuck it. He's destroying this country, but have fun. Okay. But you did meet Obama, correct? I did. I shook his hand once. I was working for the Dodgers. I hate you. I was working, I was working at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And his helicopter landed in the parking lot. Uh-huh. And, and during lunch, I got all these pictures in his helicopter because he was gone. And oh, I have all I these photos that. of like me right. with, it's so cool. I got to put it up somewhere. Right. And um, I just had the best time. And then I met him and he was, I just shook his hand and said, thank you. And, uh, and then when I volunteered for him during 2012, I shook his hand again. And that was, Wait, you were know. you like, oh my God, I love him. I love him. I love him. I was, but I also had a little thing of like, you know how you, comics want to blow everything up? I was like, yeah. what could I say to Obama that would make right, him right, remember right, me? Right, right. Or like, what could I do? Could I like shake his hand a little too tight? Like, you know, like, I right. I don't know. It was like a very weird impulse, but I I love him so much. I know. I just I miss his Michelle. sense of decorum. I know. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh, she's amazing. All right. So I met, I did a gig for Bill Clinton. Oh, man. Uh, and... When this was um, before, before the um, Monica Lewinsky, which I have to say, I love Monica Lewinsky. I think she's fucking brilliant. He has good she's taste. She's cool, yeah, she's cool. He has good taste. But, um, <laughs> and, you know, a lot of women, Jewish women, when, when they realized it was her, were like, you know, she's like a, she's a not very skinny Jewish girl. I love him. I loved him more. Anyway, so. Yeah. That's such a um, but I have to say, when he talked to me after my set, that he remembered, he remembered some stuff I had said in my set, which no one else does. He looked at me like you. I was the only person in the room. It was oh, um, yeah, his charisma, great. his char- oh, fucking unbelievable. So I um, met I met Bush and Clinton at the same event earlier. Uh-huh this uh year or sorry sorry to the end of last to the end of 2019 it was an israel peace thing it was a peace initiative and they had this thing in dc and i went and um bush and we had a chance second with bush and a second with clinton and um i'm in this sort of and they're together and you meet them and you take a photo with them and then you move on and so clinton is talking to somebody else and it's just, I'm standing there next to Bush. And I said, do you know Larry Lucchino, who was my mentor at the Red Sox? Because Bush used to own a baseball team. Bush used right. to own the Texas Rangers. And so he said, of course. And he starts asking questions. And then at the end, I went, you know, I got to tell you something. I really hated you in high school. And <laughs> Bush went, how do I seem now? And I was like, not so bad. And I know that's a terrible thing to say. It's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> terrible, because of course he... He was, you know, uh, I can't for so many reasons. I can't believe you said that. But that's, that's the, awesome. Was, I got to tell you, Bush seems, Bush during this closed door event said so many things about Trump where I was just like, he sounds like Biden. Like he sounds right. like Biden right now. Right. And for all of the offenses, like he was so, um, and he was so weird about like, he, someone asked him that, the moderator went, what's your biggest regret as president? And both of them were like, whoa, buddy. You know, and like Bush is like, I could have fixed immigration. He's like, I could have done it. He's like, it would have cost me some political capital. He's like, but I, I think he's like a year after I left, I was like, I could have done this. I could have done that. I could have, he's like, I messed up. He was like, I was so wrapped up in this, that, and the other. And then Clinton was like, oh, I could have fixed the Middle East, but- and then he alluded to the Monica scandal. He was oh. like, but he's like, I had other things on my mind right. and I was a little yeah, tied I had up. A little cigar. I, don't, I take both of those things with a grain of salt. But right. at the end, I was like, man, what happened to gentlemen presidents like I George know. W. Bush? That's how far we've fallen where I'm like, George W. Bush, what a well spoken gentleman. Right. 
Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did? is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. What do you think of this fake Middle East peace thing, Jared Kushner, fucking piece of shit? I hate, um, I hate it for a couple of reasons. And I'm also happy that Israel, like, uh, the thing is, I get where pro-Israel people come from because I'm just happy that there's, that there's someone who's not, who doesn't want it. As soon as someone says to Israel, like, we don't want you dead, there's still a part of me that's like, Ugh. but I hate right. that Trump gets a diplomatic win over something he has like probably right. has like nothing to do with. And like, I hate that it's handing a thing. And like, here's the thing. I believe Israel should exist and I hate the annexation. Right. You know, like, Same. so I'm in Same. the middle. So Netanyahu's like, I'm not going to annex it. And we got something out of it. And I'm like, well, I mean, good that there was you got something out of it but you were never should have done that other right, stuff in the in first, the first place. place like i know and now jared kushner oh i want to talk about the dude fuck you i hate him i hate him i know okay. judy everyone knows you here's my question though have you met trump because i've you've met trump sure yes so i was when i was doing my remember i did that hbo show at the multiplex with judy gold and i used to yes. interview people when they came out of the movie theater he went to see a movie with uh melanie and I went over to him, you know, to do, I'm like, hi, I'm Judy Gold from, you know, HBO. What are you seeing? And he was such a dick and a half. Such I, a fucking piece of I, shit. And Mary Trump lived by me here in Provincetown. She a nice lady? She seems nice. So smart. So nice. Great sense of humor. And I remember I met her in the early 2000s. And she, I said, I hate your uncle. And she goes, join the club. So I saw him all the time. I'd see him all the time. I'd see him at Red Sox games. He would right. come when I was working there. And I met him at the Friars Club roast of Matt Lauer. Because I was writing jokes. Halfway. Oh my God. I was writing jokes yeah. and he was sitting there and he was upset afterwards because no one had made any jokes about him. And there have been two jokes about David Dinkins. And he was like, what is, da- what is David Dinkins? You know, David Dinkins has been He's a mayor forever. He's a fucking dick and a half. He thrives on nothing. Yeah. He's the worst. Okay. I could talk. First of all, I love, can we work together? Can I Please. play your mother in something? I mean. Yes. If, if I ever, I, I want to show you. Something right now okay. that you that you will just uh, that you're just going to please don't read it out loud because I don't want because uh, I don't want people to to know the name of this. I'm writing a pitch doc. 
a, a pitch document. And for the and for the mother figure, for the father, it says, think an even kinder kind. And for the mother, it says, think Judy Gold. Oh, yeah, baby. How about put so Judy you Gold and Richard there? Kind. I love Richard what? Kind. I love He's Richard so Kind. You're both in Seder. You're both big parts of that Passover oh, Seder. Thank you. Thing. That was it. So you think you're going to win? Oh, we didn't. No, no, we didn't. didn't. We're, not, we're not getting nominated. No. It's a Fuck shame. Them. But you know what, Judy, people kept saying, oh, my God, that Judy Gold story is so funny. You made things. You made it so funny that 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 segment was so good. Oh, thank Alex. Did you watch it? Honestly, did you watch it? Yes. And everyone was like, I got so many. I was like, woo. Yeah, of course, Um, because everyone's like, that's your fan base. I know, right? Cool Jews. Um, Okay. So before we go, even though I could talk to you forever. Um, I always ask my podcast guests two questions. Sure. Number one, I know you, you have ADD and ADHD and whatever. What do you do for your mental health? Do you take antidepressants? I mean, I took a Ritalin today because I have to take, the doctor wants me to take them all the time. And sometimes my heart's beating too fast, so I don't. But when I have a full work day, I do. But what do you do? I can't take, um, so, I, I mean, I would urge people listening. You're welcome to publish us, uh, of course. So I would urge people listening to be discreet. But I um, I take a – I'm prescribed medication. Um, I only take it – I don't take it regularly. Um, and my therapist says that I don't need to pathologize how often I take it or when I take right, it or right, what right. I take it for. Just try to – so I take um, I take Concerta, which is like – Oh, a, yeah, I took that, Concerta. <laughs> Yes. It's hard. It makes me really sad and really anxious and scared. So I don't, t- I try not to take it right. much. But the, the thing that I really do, and this will sound so dumb, I love a really adventurous hike, like yes. a hike where you have to climb something yes. or drop into something. And so last week I went to Zion, the national park in Utah. Yes. And oh, we yes. Did, we did a hike called the Narrows where you walk through a canyon for like four miles and there's a river that runs along the bottom of the canyon. You have to hike in the river. It's like oh, waist high. Cool. And it was so cool and fun. And um, so, yeah, I spend as much time outdoors as I can and exercising and I watch and play ice hockey. Those are the things. That, that is excellent. So and Concerta. Um, <laughs> you have to go hiking in Arizona. Oh my God. So great. Have you been to Antelope Canyon? That, that gorgeous little... Well, I've gone to Camelback, which I can't do anymore. Oh my God, gorgeous! Because my, my brother lives there. They do, they're like, oh, let's get a Camelback. Eh, it's like a fucking like they're walking to the mailbox. Oh, speaking <laughs> of what? No, and also Provincetown has a lot of great hiking. By the way, I know. I the know. I've heard we did. That's things. what got us through this fucking pandemic. All right. So the podcast is called Kill Me Now because I get aggravated about everything, and I'm always like, Kill Me Now, Kill Me Now, because I fucking hate everyone. So, what makes you pissed off? more than, like, what pisses you the fuck off What makes you fucking go crazy? Like, I, I love scented candles so much, and I think they're good for you, and I enjoy them in my home, but sometimes you buy a scented candle and you have high hopes, and it's bad. And it's truly one of the only things where it's you get what you pay for, which is such bullshit. If you buy a right. $6 scented candle, there is no chance that is making your home smell better. If you right. buy a $100 scented candle, you're definitely going to have a good experience, but it's going to be gone like that. Right. Like, these things are expensive. And if you, like, if you know your wine, you can get like a good wine for 25 bucks. Right. There's exactly. no scented candle equivalent where like if you really know your scented candles, you can get a really great scented candle for a reasonable price. All the good ones are crazy expensive. They're insanely expensive. And it pisses me, it pisses me off a lot. That is so true. That is so true. But when you do a gig, like how many, I, you know, I don't know, you're a Jew, so you must do a thousand free Jew gigs all the time. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, we, we're, not, we're trying to raise money for the, they give you a scented candle. Scented candle. Oh my God. It's always bad though. It's always a free gig. And sometimes I'll light this and I'm like, that's where I got this, a free gig. Where right. They gave me uh, some shit they bought from Target and pretended it was Diptyque. I just want <laughs> <laughs> reasonably priced. Ah, I love that. That's what do you I do? Want. Is well, it too much to ask? I know. You're right. Candle. You're right. And they are so fucking 
fucking expensive. What do you do for your poop smells? Nothing, nothing. I don't yeah. have nasty. I don't. For some reason, not for you. Maybe because I stopped eating dairy. Oh. I don't have mine. Things my thing. <laughs> that that Jewish bell for that. Yeah, I stopped eating dairy for the most part, so I do okay. But you know, I just. I, I have, have the incense matches. Have you ever seen them? No. Right. So you light them. They have different f- smells. You light them. They're a match. And then you let it burn a little bit. And that it's, swear to God, it smell, it's so good. It's just The problem it, is it doesn't, it never smells like anything other than poo and nah, the candle. Yeah, that's true. But some of them are good. But uh, can I just tell you before we go what I had for breakfast? Please. Because it's so dewy. Please. I had an onion roll toasted. Oh my God. Oh my with God. Tempty and a tomato from the garden. Wait. You're kidding. And herring in wine <gasps> sauce. I love, so of all the Jewish foods, of all the Jewish foods, the herring is herring. the most underrated. Oh. I hate ba- bagels and locks. I have a thing where if, the, if I did another Kill Me Now, please have me on again sometime. Yes, anytime. I, I cannot deal with what bagels and locks have become as totems of Jew. You I know, know what I mean? Like yes. there's people are like, I'm Jewish. I love bagels. You're like, that's no, not Jewish. No, that's not being Jewish. That's nasal Jewish. That's right. nasal Jewish. Nasal. I don't want that. Who's not even a Jew. She's brilliant. But yeah, I, I mean know. like, yeah, I, I can't deal with just bagels as the thing. I know. You know? So, and so also like, it's is so Nova. Great. It's Nova. Thank okay? you. Thank and you. You need the creamed onions. The cream. Have you ever had chillant, Judy? Have you yes, ever had of course. What oh are you fucking God. talking about? I'm a Jewy Jew. Yeah, people. I I think a chillant. That's the Jewish food. Oh, you want to talk yeah, about gas? No. That'll give you some. That gas. is fucking shit. You just should just get a thing that smells pour like it, shit. <laughs> pour it directly into the toilet because it's coming out the same way. <laughs> Wait, do you still observe? I I love you. But do you still observe? A bit. Like, not not the way I, not the way I should or the way I used to, but I'm still like, you know, I think about it. I know, same. But, okay, this is my last question. Please. When you dated the non-Jewish comedian named Catherine. Catherine, yeah, Catherine Ryan. What did your parents, can can we do a scene? I'm going to do a scene and I'll be your parents, okay? Uh, Can I'll be Cheryl? Sure. Hello. Hi, Mom. How's it going? Oh, Alex, how are you? Uh, your father just invented uh, something that, um, so you never have to take a shit when you're in the car. And uh, it's terrific. Yeah, so what's going on? How's Los Angeles? Good. I mean, I'm dating a new person. Oh, uh, that's terrific. Tell me about her. Uh, it's a shame, is- right? It's a shave, very yeah. funny mom. She's, uh, she's, uh, she lives in London. She's, uh, she's great. Her daughter, she's got a wonderful uh, daughter, is uh, uh-huh. you know, six years old. And, uh, uh-huh. and yeah, she's great. Her name is Catherine. Mom, are you still there? Oh my God, I, I think I ate something that uh, doesn't agree. Can I call mom, you back? Please, please don't do this again. Please, please. please. Listen. Oh my God! I don't. I don't oh know what's wrong God. with me. I'm Jesus gonna. Christ. I have to call. I, I, listen, I'm gonna call nine one one, and I'll call you right back. Oh my God! Stop, mom. <laughs> she first of all, she actually loved. I don't know if I'm gonna blow up my mom's spot here. She right. fucking loved Catherine. She loved uh, my girlfriend. She thought it was so great. But she, you know, the thing is, I think parents want what will make you happy. And you know, Catherine now is married to someone from her hometown. And I do think that sometimes if you're raised in a strict background that you are happy with someone who gets right. that right. background. Bit, bit of a, on that same people from different backgrounds can't, can't be in happy, wonderful right, right, relationships. Right, 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 right. But, but that it's easier. Ground, yes, it's easier. That common ground goes a long way. So I do think everyone wants their kids to be, be happy. But yeah, my mom was always, my mom loved uh, Catherine. She was what about like, your father? She has such yep. style. Yeah, yeah. My my dad thought she was funny. My mom was like, she has such style. I'm like, oh my God, she dresses gorgeously. And I'm like, that's why you care? (laughs) She dresses, Alex, the dresses are gorgeous. Can you ask her where she got that dress? I'm like, it's not going to fit you the same way, mom. It's a different. (laughs) It's a goyish body. But she was, 
But yeah. Oh God, I love you. My parents um, love you, Judy. They've seen I you. They've them. seen you in Newton, Massachusetts. In Newton, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, At the JCC. My love. Oh yes, I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, thank Alex. I can't thank you enough. You Please, are. Please thank you for. Oh, can I plug my album? Oh wait, we're gonna plug everything now. So Alex Edelman, uh, also mm-hmm. known as Jew. All right, tell everyone. Where your your socials? You, could, your, you yeah. can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my name Alex Edelman on Twitter and the Alex Edelman on Instagram. And I have a uh, album out called Until Now, and it's all my good jokes until now. And um, and I did a thing that Judy Gold appeared in to raise money for the CDC. It's called Saturday Night Seder, and it's um, and yeah, it's it's a musical comedy variety special. And just Google that; it was very good and a lot of fun. And, and uh, you're on Uncabaret all the time. I'm on Uncabaret me. all of the time. I'll be missing the one after this one because it's Yom Kippur. But, she's um, doing it on Yom Kippur? She's doing it on Erev Yom Kippur, which is even oh, more no. egregious. Oh, on Kol Nidre! I know. I want to recommend Judy Gold's book, Yes, I Can Say That. Yes, Please. This is a brilliant, brilliant mind. Now um, says she's a towering figure in comedy oh, and not just you. for Jews. Thank you. People everywhere. I ran into Judy Gold at a birthday party and Judy Gold's, instead of saying hello, she went, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) I think about that all the time. It's so funny. What the fuck are you doing here? It's such a funny thing to say to somebody. It was birthday party. It was, it was, I was working on Zoolander at the time, it was, oh, it was yeah. Stellar's, yeah. Yeah, but that's it, right. Oh, my God, that's yeah, so what funny. What the fuck are you doing here? And your partner was so like, Judy. And she was like, it's <laughs> fine. We love him. We know him. Uh, I know. It was, I was just, but it was funny because I, I think I had just seen you. And I'm like, what? You know, what? What are you yeah. doing here? It was so great. I love that. All right. All right. All right well, Judy. I adore you. Send my love. Gazagazunt. Gazagazunt. Uh, and Lashana Tova. Uh, yeah. And um, I hope to see you soon, and I hope to be in your show. With Me Richard too. Pine. Never I, happens, as long as so I don't so have great. to fuck him, I'm fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Alex Edelman. I love him so much. If you like the show, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review. It helps more people find this amazing podcast. Five stars only, please. I mean, (laughs) seriously. Anyway, if you have not purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. You are in big, fat, hairy trouble. It's great. The audiobook was featured in New and Noteworthy in the New York Times book review, but my parents are dead, so it doesn't matter. But if you get it, lower the volume. Anyway, I just want you to know how proud I am that this book is doing so well. I'm going to read you uh, one of the incredible uh, reviews we have. Judy Gold is a national treasure, so it should not be no surprise that her book is also one. She combines great stories and anecdotes of her past career and personal life with comedy history. For comedy buffs and comedians, this is a must read. Okay? A must read. It really is great. People fucking love it. If you want to learn, if you want to laugh, if you want to fucking forget about what the fuck is going on in this country, please go wherever you buy books. Or you can go to my website, judygold.com, and there's all these order links there. So you can go and get your indie bookstore, Amazon, wherever you get books, okay? And also, please make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram for all upcoming virtual, live events, anything I'm doing, when I'm going to take a shit, when I'm not taking a shit, how I feel. So you can follow me at Judy Gold, at J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, you know, like Jew Gold. And I just want to say, I know school year's starting, so I hope everyone is safe and well, and please vote. Vote, vote like your life depends on it, because it does. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I love all of you, and as we always say, so long! And uh, everything was wonderful, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long!